Welcome to the Which Was Better podcast, where we discuss and decide which was better, the book or the movie. I'm your host, Lisa, and this week we have not one, not two, but three special guests because this book and movie calls for a group (laughs) setting, a group chat. (laughs) I am so excited to welcome Dory from the All the Feels pod and Katie and Hannah from One Kiss Means Forever podcast. Welcome, everybody. Yay! We're in chorus. (laughs) We really are. So, um, by the time this episode comes out, obviously Dory has had a few episodes um, on this podcast, and by the time this episode airs, Hannah, you and I will have talked about a Christmas episode. So, Mm -hmm. Katie, this is going to be your first time joining, and I'm I'm so so excited. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. I'm pumped. So, I kind of want to do a little round robin before we start. Hannah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Things are getting back to normal. So, you know, yeah, slowly but surely. (laughs) Yes. My my house is almost fully vaccinated. So once that happens, you better watch out. By watch out, I mean we're still not doing anything. But (laughs) it is what it is. And Katie, how are you doing? How's life for you? Life is good. I'm I'm one of those people that's like, I'm excited for real life, but real life was before times I was too busy. So how how is life and credit card will hate me is, yes. is what, what's happening. But yeah. I'm, I got to like hug Hannah for the first time a couple Aww. weeks ago. So that was yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's really you got cool. to have brunch. <gasps> that's and even better. <laughs> Anything with breakfast foods is better. And, and, and wine. True. And I'm just going to tell the listeners, all of us are fully charged up with some wine right now. Cheers. So this, this yeah. by the end of this, it should be really interesting. So, uh, and Dory, how are you? We're all three on the East Coast and you're on the West Coast. So how's it going over there? Things are good. Things are good. Um, I am so excited to be here with Hannah and Katie. And you, of course, um, I'm excited to talk about this book. Um, And I am feeling great. I'm feeling great. (laughs) So since you mentioned it, why don't you tell us what book and what movie we are we're covering that we needed a group setting for (laughs) so we are covering falling for you which Mm -hmm. is quite in my opinion quite a hallmark classic especially for fall harvest like this is a tyler hines and taylor cole movie two faves um and we are gonna also be talking about about the book by uh, what is her name? Jessica, Jessica Gilmore. Gilmore, and the actual the yeah. title was Baking for Keeps, but I think they reissued it as Falling for You as a full tie-in. Which Bravo, I guess. I I'm not a fan of movie tie-in covers, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go, Dory. I'm gonna stick with you. Which one came first for you, the book or the movie? The movie for sure. I did mm-hmm. not know this was a book. Um, so I watched the movie, <laughs> which was probably for the best, but we'll get into that. Um, I saw the movie right when it premiered. I've seen it several times since. And so then I read the book and then watched the movie again to refresh my memory because it's been a while. So that <laughs> that's my full journey. Yes. And Katie, what about you for book or movie? A similar journey to Dory, for sure. This movie was actually um, 
I've always loved Hallmark movies, but this movie I think was like the when I first like was cognizant of like what Hallmark movies were for me, and then also for Hannah when this was when our podcast was sort of on the horizon. We had already discussed that Kiss Meter was something we were going to do it. We were going to do. And then we talked, we watched this movie and I'm like, this is the ultimate movie of all time for us. It's my favorite Hallmark movie. Didn't know it was a book either. Um, Fascinated that it is a book. And that's why we're talking about it. Um, (laughs) I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. (laughs) And I'm happy to have rewatched it again. I literally texted Hannah. I'm like, I love getting to watch this again. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, we all have to take our lot in life and I guess ours is to watch Tyler Hines movies, but um, mm-hmm. Hannah, for you. So sad. Uh, same as everybody else, it seems. Yeah. Movie, 100%, multiple times, then found out about the book and <laughs> I feel like fascinated is a great, great word way to describe my <laughs> I, I'm I'm so, I'm fascinated. This is really what it is. It's a really good descriptor between the two. Yes, fascinating. Now, I'm the same as everybody else, movie first. And I want to say that, I mean, this was the first time Tyler Hines was on the Hallmark Channel. And -hmm. I know, well, I don't know if everybody, but on my corner of the Hallmark land at that time, people were a little leery of like, oh, who's this new guy? Is he really Mm going to be? And then nine movies later. I know. (laughs) There are heinies. (laughs) There are heinies. There really are. Yeah. Uh, You know, clothing accounts there. I mean, it's a whole (laughs) world unto itself. And I'm like, good for you, dude. Good for you. You get that Hallmark money and you make it happen. That's good. But he is... I like to call when I first when I first went put the movie on to refresh myself. I finished the book and I put the movie on. My first thought was, "Oh my god, baby Tyler Hines!" It's like watching one of my kids in like <laughs> a high school production. I'm like, "Look at how tiny!" And, yeah. It's true. He's got that baby face. And the funny thing is, I think I fell in love with Tyler Hines because he's in, he reminds me of my fiance. And like <gasps> most of the time, when I fell in love with my fiance, he had a beard. And when we fell in love with Tyler Hines, I feel like he had a, he really had a beard. And then I love. Like I knew him in this, but then I didn't fall in love with him until later. And then we mm-hmm. rewatched it and it's Tyler Hines. But then my, my fiance, fiance, Billy, um, walked by while I was rewatching that this weekend. And he goes, is Tyler Hines no beard? We have like the same face. He looks weird. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, exactly. <laughs> yes, correct. Congratulations to you both. It works. Yes. yes. Well, and it's funny because now with COVID, I don't think that they, I mean, look, this is just my speculation. I have no idea, but it seems to me that some of these people are left to their own devices in terms of hair, makeup and wardrobe. And so we're getting, we're getting a little bit more like LA style Tyler Hines. And I'm going to go ahead and say, full out let there let there be no mistake i'm i'm here for it i'm in yeah. it the hair the button-up yeah. shirts the beard yeah yeah oh yeah it's like being back in the 90s and i'm like <laughs> did we just time travel to high school are you nathan that i used to stare at because you look just like him like that but anyways i digress so in terms of hannah let's start with you in terms of the book as you were reading the book did you I mean, do you think that the movie characters lined up with the oh, book? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, this is one of those books where they make it into a movie and you're like, I mean, what did they take? The, the names? 
is that it? Did they just like not be able to come up with names? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's so little overlap. It's really shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Katie? Like, I am going to have to sort of sp- only partially agree with this. Uh, I, I even wrote notes. Um, so uh, to me, Lacey is a go getter in both. Like she's married to the job. She's um, I mean, granted, they have like different hair colors, whatever. But like they, they do similar things. That is pretty much where it ends. And the fact that like she when she wants someone, it's going to be for like keeps. Sure, she's been with guys, but it's going to be like it means something to kiss somebody. And Zach, they're both into software ish kind of thing. And he's the impetus for Lacey for to think that she could be outgrowing herself in her town. Um, that's where it ends. Like ultimately everything else in terms of what they do and I'm happy that that's where it ends, to be honest. Okay. Yes, we will get there. And Dory, I'm sure I can. (laughs) Girl, no. Mm -mm. No. I'm just like, no. No. These these exist completely separately in my mind and in my consciousness. Um, But I do, there were, there are the similarities and like kind of, um, (laughs) the jobs they have and the fact that it's a small town and some aspects of their relationship, I guess. But I mean, they're, they're also quite different. They both had an apple cinnamon cake. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Okay. So (laughs) let me do a quick summary of the book for those that haven't read it. And then I'll do the 12 word, Hallmark write up to let us know barely what the movie is about. Okay, so the book Baking for Keeps was written by Jessica Gilmore and re- was released on February 28th, 2017. So the summary is Lacey Hathaway has it all. A job she loves is a local radio DJ, a home with her adored eccentric aunt, which is weird because she ends up living with two aunts. So I don't know why they only put one on the background, but whatever. And best of all, a community after a childhood traveling or wait. And best of all, a community after a childhood traveling with her musical parents. So what if her life is a little too safe? Marietta is everything to Lacey. Not only is she helping to organize the Bachelor Bake Off and filming a documentary about the process, she's also volunteered her brother as a bachelor. But when her brother backs out, Lacey has to find a last-minute replacement. And who better than her aunt's lodger, gorgeous, if taciturn, Zach Malone. Zach, not exactly community-minded, in fact, he makes it clear that the sooner he's out of Marietta, the better. But when Lacey persuades him of the powerful impact the bake-off funds will have on local children, he decides to give it a go, on one condition. If he has to learn to bake, so does disaster in the kitchen Lacey. Desserts aren't the only thing heating up, and as the attraction flares and Zach makes plans to leave, Lacey's beginning to realize that maybe there's a world beyond Marietta's borders after all, if she's brave enough to take that step. We get a lot of information there. (laughs) But... And a lot of it doesn't even translate into the movie. So I'm going to read the movie summary very quickly, which premiered October 6, 2018 as part of Hallmark Channel's Fall Harvest. And as we mentioned, it stars Taylor Cole as Lacey Hathaway and Tyler Hines as Zach Malone. So the summary for the movie is, while planning a fundraising event, a small New England town's radio station manager meets her match in a visiting businessman who can't seem to see 
beyond the screen of his laptop computer until she ropes him into participating in her bachelor bake-off to help save the station. Done. (laughs) Walmart's like, done. That's all you need. You're in and out. And I find it fascinating that they say he's connected to his laptop because all he does is walk around with a tablet with (laughs) With a giant code. Yeah. And 72 point font. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I know barely enough to get myself in trouble with computers and coding. And I don't code on a tablet on a 72 point font and look for errors and walk around and go, I just don't know where the error is. (laughs) Sir, you're the engineer. <laughs> so you have to sit down and start typing and start opening your computer and start looking for real instead of walking around with your iPad. But, but you know, I'm not a real computer programmer, so what do I know? But so let's start with this. As with most books that Hallmark likes to make into movies, they like to take a lot of the uh, darker, spicier, more mean-spirited tones out of books to make them a lot. Because it's Hallmark. I get it. But before we get into these little darker tones of the book, can I just ask you, Dory, I'm going to ask with you first. Based on the cover of this book, did you expect any of these background stories from no <laughs> get out of here no <laughs> no <laughs> no absolutely not absolutely not this was a trick <laughs> so, <laughs> so the cover is a very two very very thin white laughing people like in each other's arms i think he's wearing a plaid shirt and she's got you know the blonde waves and they're like giggling and it's all and it says baking for keeps and it looks very very cute and then you find out like zach's been abandoned by his alcoholic mom who like left him alone to raise himself at like 13 and like she just basically went to a bar all night and she'd barely get home in the morning and he had to learn how to like cook and clean and yeah, and his, and his dad left them and had a whole separate family and moved them to the outskirts of town. Excuse me? Yeah, and yeah. he was like, don't contact me, I'll contact you. And then he never contacts them again. I mean, it just got real crazy there. And then there's and another... Mean, what? I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, the, the entire bake-off is because there was a hit and run that yeah. caused to death. <laughs> I totally didn't even think about that. That's true. And you know what's so wild? They mention all of this just in passing. Right. Like, not a big deal. Like, yeah, we're having the bake off. You know, this volunteer firefighter, whatever, was killed, hit and run. He's dead. So we got to, in his honor, we're making this home. And then he just opens up this taciturn man. It's just like, yep, let me tell you about my childhood. Let me tell you about my mom, my dad, how I was abandoned. I know poverty when I see it. Like, it was too much. And the Come fact on. that he notices it, he basically manda- he's a mandated reporter for this kid. He's like, this kid is having some problems. You know, the one you see in town all the time. Maybe you should give him some food and a jacket. And they're like, oh, my God, you're right. And the, he's all mad. And internally, he's like, I can't believe no one like no one picked up on me and my need, desperate need for attention and affection. I'm like, holy cow. OK, yeah. well, so, yeah, Ty in the movie is sweet 
cute as a button intern Ty who likes to make a podcast and talk about, you know, circuit boards. But in the book, he's living in like the frozen tundra with like a light corduroy jacket with no food and like is just barely hanging on because his grandparents like his grandma has Dementia, Dementia. yeah, Yeah. and his grandpa can't handle it, but they're too proud to tell anybody, so they're like basically falling apart. Like it gets intense, and I can see why Hallmark didn't (laughs) take that (laughs) word for word. But I still think it would have made a nice storyline to say this is for the children instead of save the radio station. Agreed, yeah. Right. Yeah, they could have just made been like making the the house for no yeah. reason. It's not right. like we've never seen them. We got to save the rec center, but you know, like that's been a thing where why can't they just make a new rec center? They could have kept that instead of right. let's save the radio, which is but no offense, it's boring. Agreed. Mm-hmm. No offense to the writer cuz I really do like the writer. Joie, Joie Botkin. Um, I do mm-hmm. like her stuff. And so I was, so because, you know, I love this movie. I really do. But when I read this book, I was like, oh, so this is different. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not what I was expecting at all. And then there was a whole side story in the book of Mrs. Hoffman. Wait yeah. a minute. That threw me <laughs> that threw me for a whole loop. I was not ready. I was like, how many pages is this gonna go on? I just wasn't prepared for that. I was like, wait a minute, we're diving in now after all of this, we we dove into his tragic childhood. Her parents, she like grew up on the road with her folk singer parents, like has never had a home to call her own. And then we jump into a Holocaust story and like a Nazi story. I was like, now wait a minute. This is a lot to take in. I got real nervous when they started touching on Nazis. I was like, too. okay. Let me, me too. <laughs> tap these brakes real fast and let me, me see what's happening here. <laughs> I almost I got, texted you to be like, is this is it safe for me to continue? <laughs> I'm scared about what's yeah. about to happen. So, okay, but out of all of those, and it ends up Mrs. Hoffman is in this big mansion that Lacey in the book, she is, yes, she's at the radio station, but she also does videography and she's been doing this little freelance career where um, various local businesses have been like asking her to do videos and stuff. So she's, she's got this little side gig and a local realtor is like, Hey, we're going to put this mansion on the market and we want you to do a video. And so that's how she's like, Oh my gosh, this old house is, this house is like supposed to be for families and blah, blah, blah. And they go meet Mrs. Hoffman and she tells them the whole story. And then she talks about her only child goes to war and never comes back. And I'm, it just gets sadder and sadder. And it turns out that only child was also the boyfriend of Lacey's Aunt Patty. And that's why she never got married. And she's always alone. And there's some missing love letters. Like it's. And they never wanted to connect because they weren't sure how the other would feel about them and dredge up bad memories. So it's been like 50 years since these neighbors have spoken. <laughs> yeah. It got real bad. So that all being said, with Zach's really dark past, Ty's, you know, 
future, like just hanging in the balance. And then the side story of Miss Hoffman. Do you think any one of those could work in the movie? (laughs) Only if one of those storylines was on Hallmark movies and mysteries. Like, I don't think you can have them all in it. But I like I think I'd like to see any one of those through lines somewhere on the other stations. Yeah, but not in this. Not on. Not on, like OG Hallmark Channel. Right. That's not for on the my rom com channel. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I don't think any of those fit into the movie that they made. Like, right. yeah. Make if if they had made the movie longer, if time wasn't an issue, none of them would have fit with what they were doing. I, I mean, they kind of didn't fit in the book. So yeah, you're right. absolutely right. Like they would not have fit in the story that they told in that movie. There's just no way. Yeah, it would it would have felt very jarring. Yeah. Yeah, because you know the purpose of Ty was to basically be the reason that Zach finally gives in is like, okay, I'm gonna help build this halfway house for not a halfway house, but you know what I mean, this community center for kids to help kids like him because that's how I was. And so I get it. And so I I, I forgot that there was a character Ty in the movie. And so when yeah. they're like Ty, I'm like, that's Ty? Oh yeah, <laughs> Ty in the movie seems to be doing fine. Yeah. You don't need adorable. to worry about Ty. <laughs> yeah, no need to worry about him. But, they, but in the Ty book, they it's also, a little nerdy. Yeah, he's just a cute little intern, very eager, adorable. But in the book, they kind of leave Ty behind. Like you meet him and you hear this sob story. And so then the whole time I'm interested, I'm like, well, is he going to be okay? Is something wrong? Is something going on with his family? And then they don't talk about him for like another hundred pages. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to this young, destitute boy and now he's just gone and they're like baking every day. It was very bizarre. <laughs> they do come back to it, but it's but it's in a way of like, a oh, yeah, by the way, thank you for your help with Ty. This was the problem. And this is how we solve the problem. And now cinnamon cake. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like two it. sentences like Ty's now his family's got all this food in the fridge. Don't worry about him. That's mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, casseroles. For days. Oh, that's right. All the casseroles. All well, the casseroles. Yeah. That, oh, man, if only. I, I'm, already, that's, I'm, already, I'm already well into this wine, so I'm like, ooh, casserole. Um, <laughs> so I need to ask you guys something, because this is how I felt in both the book and the movie. So I want to get y'all's opinion on it. I got the feeling in both that Lacey was perfectly fine and happy in her life until Zach started telling her, how can you be happy in your life? <laughs> And she's like, maybe I'm not. Because from the beginning, from the get go in the book, she makes it clear. I love it. I love being here. I've been on the road my whole life. I love my aunts. I love my house. I love my job. Sure. You know, it's overwhelming because I run the whole station, but I love it. And I love the community and I love everybody here. And I want to get married. I want the house. I want the kids. I want the husband. I want the whole thing. And I want it to be here. And I love it. And then he's like, you're settling. It's like what I think I I would agree with you but I think it's less so in the book than the movie like in the movie it it really does feel like she could have lived there forever and never even noticed that she potentially didn't have 
like the entire world at her fingertips. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree, actually. Ooh, I yes. know I've, I've, I've never been this contrary with Hannah before. <laughs> <This is crazy. laughs> because I don't know what kind of mood I was in when I read the book, be, be, but I feel like that Lacey was I there was no inkling that she felt like she was outgrowing the radio station at all. There was no inkling. She's 25. And like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> 25 year olds shouldn't whatever not going down that road (laughs) Um, but like there was no inkling at all that she wanted to do anything more and then it seemed like Zach was like pretty judgy he's like so you're just gonna live your life like this and like not grow at all so what what is what is it about you that makes that okay and that's like I don't think she even started to think that she wanted anything else until like three-fourths through the book like in the third act somewhere but in the movie I I kind of feel like Tyler Hines was like oh this radio show, this kind of stuff would be pretty cool on that. And she was like, yeah, it could. And I think he more saw it as like an opportunity to like do a fun stint rather than a here's a way to uproot your life. I don't think he expected them to ask her to go on that journey. Oh, gotcha. My two sons. Yeah. Well, because I'm with you. I thought like she was fine in the book until about three fourths of the way through. And then she's like, well, maybe... Maybe I do want to. And I'm like, what's wrong with staying home? I love to stay home. I'm a stay home professional. Like even before COVID, (laughs) let me stay home. When COVID hit, I was like, I've been training for this my whole life. Just leave me alone. This is it. It's my time to shine. Just let me stay home. And so in these movies, I get it that, you know, it's, it's the personal journey, you know, but it never, but it always seems to me like... They kind of position these as wrong. You have to be living this full out loud life. I'm like, some of us are quiet and we don't want to. <laughs> but that's where this movie's the twist. And I don't know if I'm getting ahead of us here and I Ooh. might be. But the twist is always, yes, I will settle for that small town life. But she doesn't. She decides yeah. to go for it. And I feel like right. that's the antithesis of pretty much what Christmas is all about, um, which is why Fall Harvest is the best. <laughs> I agree Fall, with that too. Fall Harvest is really pushing the envelope. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> really doing the most. <laughs> my issue wasn't necessarily like, my issue was how the main, how he in the book kind of, talk to her versus how he talked to her in the movie because in the book he's like it seems very patronizing and like very he like talks down to her but in the movie he is all support like that conversation they have at the lantern walk is really nice and he's like I believe in you I think you can do whatever you want like I see so much in you I see so much potential and that's a lot different than some guy telling you like why aren't you going out on a Saturday night? You're sitting here at home with your cat, loser. Like, it's a much different, it was a much different tone. And it came, I feel like in the movie, it came off as him being supportive and genuinely seeing the potential in her. And in the book, it was more just like, nah, girl, you shouldn't be like, you... I know better. I've seen the world. You haven't. And you need to get out there and you need to get on with it. And that kind of I didn't like that. That really rubbed me the wrong way. In 100 percent agree. I really agree. I was mad. Yeah, it really. (laughs) 
I was mad too when I actually texted Lisa and I was like, I'm getting angry. Like they're talking down to this girl and I don't like when they do that, make her sound like some idiot weakling. She's been on the road traveling with her parents her entire life. She's not exactly sheltered. Let her live in this small town with her picket fence because that's what she wants. And she spent her entire childhood on the road. It was just, I didn't like how, I don't like how he talked to her in the book about it. Right, because it's not like she just traveled around Georgia when she was a kid or wherever this was in the in the book. I, I forget. But Montana, it's like Montana. Montana. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Montana. <laughs> it's not like that. It's like she went around the world. She traveled around the mm-hmm. world and she so right. she, it's not like she's missed out and she's never left the small town because she, she's scared to leave. She's like, I've had that life and I'm tired and I don't want to do it anymore. And yeah, I'm again. I agree with you because when he said that you're just at home with your cat, I'm like, so are you? Because you're here talking to me about being at home. We're here together. What are you talking about? Also, the other thing is, in the book, they it specifically said that like he doesn't like to be around other people and like talk to other people and meet other people. So yeah, what's wrong with you, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Zach, look at yourself. Like he, the thing, the thing in in the movie, he was like he wasn't really quite as standoffish as right. the book version. Like he was just sort of. I'm only here for a short amount of time. It's not really worth making like close friends, but like he wasn't rude. <laughs> he no. seems rude in the book. He didn't yeah, have as many book. demons in the movie. Yes, he's like damaged <laughs> in the book where he's like, I have sworn off people forever and I will live my life alone like the Mandalorian just going from place to place. <laughs> fixing HTML, it is the way. Yes. Yes, that's me. But because in the movie, he doesn't have that internal conflict, obviously, because no. he's just there as uh, like, I don't remember who said it earlier, a catalyst for Lacey to do something different. So his, you know, his character's tiny, a tiny bit less three dimensional than, you know, in the book. But I still like him because, like you've all said, he was a lot more supportive. He was just like, hey, I think you could do more. And I think up well, until that and, point and in the movie, she didn't think she could do more because it just never occurred to her. Not so much that she's like, I'm settling here. It just never occurred to her. And Lisa knows this because I texted her and I was horrified. They, in the book, they really position him as like this worldly jet setter. And it really annoyed me because he's a consultant from San Francisco. Like they are <laughs> acting like this is Lacey. Like if you want to be with this guy... You are too naive. You better smarten up. You better do more with your life. Like this guy has a lot going for him. Like he has traveled the world. He's a big deal. And I'm like, this is a consultant from San Francisco making a pit stop in Montana. This is not like they were acting like he was some kind of like international playboy. And I was like, what is happening? You've got to be kidding me. They just positioned him as like, such a catch and i was like he's doing accounting at the city hall in montana <laughs> an accountant with a square job he's still my heart yeah, i know oh my exactly God. i was like i'm supposed to lose my mind off 
over a consultant, I just couldn't get over it. It really made me upset. And they and I just don't like how they positioned him as like this amazing, well-traveled genius. And her as this naive, afraid young girl who just is too scared to follow her dreams. No, she was fine. Yeah. She was My girl fine. traveled the world, went to college, and has Great. her own made from, like, basically, like, made from scratch radio station. At yeah, age 25. Fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> At she's the right, right age of 25. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, for what it's worth, I do think that if you're going to try anything outside the box or anything that makes you uncomfortable that's the age to do it especially if you know that your family has established themselves where they have you know like for her she lives with her two aunts and they have this like little it's not they don't call it a bed and breakfast they say rooms to rent whatever bed and breakfast they have breakfast they have coffee it's a bed and breakfast and i'm thinking okay well they must own it and it must be in the family it must have been there for a while and you have and then they she had a whole nother family on a farm that was like 15 miles 15 minutes or 15 miles from there that they could go to and so i'm like you have all this safety net that's the time that you should take risks so that way if it fails you have somewhere to fall yeah okay yeah. Totally. But only if you want to. And I never got the feeling that she wanted to in the book. I think that's fair. I think that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So to move on to something a little lighter. (laughs) So in the book, Lacey does not know how to bake whatsoever at all. She doesn't. (laughs) They talk about it over and over again. She didn't get the baking gene from the Hathaways or whatever. And so in order to do this contest, Zach says, we're going to do, we're going to learn side by side and we're going to have a side bet. And if you win, you show me around the town. And if I win, I get to pick something later, which turns out to be, I'm going to set you up with the bachelor of my choice. So that way you can get out of here and live your life, whatever. In the movie, we're reduced to one aunt. We only get one. And Lacey's apparently like, she can bake from scratch without recipes bravo and they don't have that little side bet so which one did you strip away the condescension from zach i in the book i get it (laughs) but which one did you like which setup did you like better so katie we'll start with you hmm well I I personally think uh, I'm, I'm okay. So I I liked the concept of the side bet, and I liked that she was videotaping it for um the her like web series or whatever in the book. I thought that was kind of cute and a really organic way for them to spend time together. Done. Mm-hmm. However, I really also it's the formula in Hallmark movies that you're like I can do something that you can't, and you can do something that I can't, and then therefore that's why we're spending time together. So she. She can teach him how to bake. He can like help her budget and go around town and then help her with this bake off too. And that's why they're spending time together. Not sure what the stronger choice is, but I am completely happy with how the movie went a little bit more than than the book, in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. And Hannah, what about you? So I I would agree that um it's in the movie, it works because she has to 
run the bake off, which she doesn't do in the book. So she doesn't need his help. Um, I really like that she can't bake. I think that that's I actually miss that a little bit in the movie. I think that's like a funny, quirky thing that is entertaining. Um, but I don't think one works better than the other. I think they are just completely separate. Yeah, I gotcha. I understand. And Dory, did you have a a preference or your? <laughs> um, I think I prefer how they did it in the movie, just because I'm not crazy. I wasn't crazy about their side bet in the book because it was like I'm gonna set you up with another one of the bachelors, and I kind of hate that trope in romance where it's like well, there's just no way we're going to be together. So I'm going to try and hook you up with someone else. I like really hate that. It really it, like annoys me. It's Heather, trash. You yeah. know, it's trash. And like Heather's side bet a been about something else I probably would have been more into it just because those scenes where she couldn't bake were really funny and like when her aunts were critiquing her pie crust and they were like I don't know it's somehow crispy too crispy and too soggy like that was really funny (laughs) those parts were funny in the book and I do like that I liked that about her it made her really like it was just a fun little quirk but I just hated kind of the the bet what the bet meant um i didn't like that that yeah. much i and yeah i could have i could have gone without it having a bet aspect totally at all. had they just mm. been like baking together and yeah. she couldn't like i would have been way more into that too cuz yeah. I, I do think it was really it was just a cute aspect of her character in the book Plus, Hannah yeah. is, has various a very strong stance on um, how baking is not hereditary. It just is not. Um, so you <laughs> don't not, get. It to is eat. not hereditary. Tell I us will. more. <laughs> Tell us more about that. Well, it's just it, that's a very. I'm sorry. It's just not a thing that you can just have if you don't get taught how to bake as a small child but it's in, in, in so many movies we're like i didn't get the baking gene and you're like well do you have can, can you scoop something and level it off and then follow these steps great <laughs> you have the gene okay 100 percent. yes listen oh lisa, lisa do you not have the gene do you take offense oh, oh no no i love baking are you kidding me i got it all upstairs I go crazy. But listen, in the book and in the movie, both in both Zach does not know how to bake in either. Okay. But in the movie, listen, I'm going to reveal a little bit of part of myself. Okay. Okay. Just a little bit. This now, is a safe everybody place. has, yes, everybody has their non-sexual porn. I have a firm believer mm-hmm. in this. For some people, it's, you know, whatever you know organize this whatever that scene when he they pan to him in the movie setting up those baking materials with all of those measuring cups (laughs) all in a row all by size and everything's got a place and everything's at right angles that was my non-sexual porn i was like stop right there i feel that so hard i feel that so hard (laughs) he's he's on (laughs) class I was not expecting that, Lisa. I love you so much. You said your porn is the measuring cup 
organized by size. Listen, <laughs> right you can come I'm organize my measuring cups that. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm just saying that that was that was the best part. I was like, oh, yeah. Show that again. <laughs> And for me, it's just baking shows in general. Like I, like I feel like the Great British Baking Show is like dangerous when it's on. I'm like, yeah, stir that, whip that up. There you go. I just like the organization because so that's just I'm an organization nerd. But that scene, I was I like, oh, it. I forgot, and I'd forgotten about it because I remember when it first came out, I was like, oh, and then I forgot about it, and when it came on again, I was like, oh. it's the mise en place scene. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I well, let me ask you guys this. You know that it's going to happen in both the book and the movie that something is going to make Zach leave in an unpredictable way. So in the movie, he has his big job pitch. Because in the book, he's an established, he's got his company, it's well known, it's successful. He just is the CEO and he gets to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. But the in the movie, he's a startup. CEO yes, from San Francisco. And in the right, and in the <laughs> movie, consultant. he is <laughs> the consultant. <laughs> and in the movie, he is um, a startup. And so, when this big pitch comes, he has to go. And side note, I want I for one appreciate that they didn't make it a big thing. She was like, "You have to go." I know she was a little like whatever you have to go but he had to go it's his job he has to go you you can't stay here and make wreaths you have a job to do so he went and did his job (laughs) but he tells her he shows up and he tells her face to face hey i have to go i i have this job thing and she understands even though she's a little kind of but in the book she comes downstairs and she's like well i'll just set a place for me and zach and her aunt's like what he left what do you mean he left and she's like yeah he left like hours ago and she's like what and then my dude goes a whole week without not a word no calling no texting no postcard from san francisco not i'd have been done rude a disgrace no i'm like we haven't even kissed and you're already out i'm done Yeah, right? no, that I mean, was not cool. Not cool at all. No, I I feel like, you know, your actions and your, like speak louder than your words. So Tyler Hines, that comes and he's all like, like you said, I'm leaving. And then when, even though she does kind of get mad about it and he, he but he makes it clear as clear as he can in the moment. He's like, I'm not leaving you. I am going to yeah. my job and we can discuss what this is later but like nobody goes away that he ghosted her he ghosted her and then he changed his mind and tried to make it romantic i'm sorry like (laughs) hard agree it was so disrespectful so true he ghosted not a word he told more to her aunts than he did to her the girl he made out with for five minutes and apparently it changed both of their lives he just <laughs> left without a word unacceptable i am sh- sure crooked corner has their own cute stationery. he could have ripped off a pink page written down what up lacy i gotta go for a minute here are my digits bye 
<laughs> put it on a post it. not talked about how it's called Crooked Corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only called Crooked Corner in the mo- in the book. In the book yeah, because yeah. oh, right. it is like Hathaway House or something in yeah. the. Which I'm like, why don't change it? Crooked Corner is awesome. But you're right. He totally tries to like, dare I say, gaslight her when he comes back. He's like, I was just busy. Man, I was busy too. I guess we're all busy and we just can't work this out. So let me go be busy over here. Bye. I'm sorry. How busy could he possibly have been if he could practice baking every night? I don't know about your phones, but my phone does do speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he was in communication with her aunts. He told them he was leaving. And then when he came back, he told them all the different ingredients he needed for his special cake. Mm -hmm. I would be mad as hell if my love interest was more communicative with my old ants than me that makes no sense for sure i mean i don't know if we want to get to the end of this book yeah okay Okay. because (laughs) i was so mad (laughs) right i'm so mad because the idea that you would buy a house to move to a place and propose to somebody that you've kissed once and haven't talked to in a week is so <laughs> utterly upsetting to me <laughs> that I like I just was sitting there like, how dare he propose? And a complete manipulation, a complete manipulation. It's like, let me see how long I can string this girl and have her fret and sweat because I know how little girls are about cute boys. And eh. I'm just going to let her sweat it out sultrily gaze at her while I bake a freaking cake and then go gonna marry me now that you're like doing shit with your life and then she's like yeah we're in love and I'm like no get off of me <laughs> that I, I got I got I just got really mad I'm, I'm kind of tired of stories where where like like okay you have a mysterious guy there's you can have damaged guys but the fact that they're so adamantly like I'm not gonna fall in love okay now I'm in love and then he does something like that I get so upset. I just like maybe it's PTSD from former relationships, but uh-uh, can't. You're do not that. alone. My soul fully left my body during this <laughs> entire <laughs> scene. This entire sequence, I was horrified. Like you're absolutely right. This man has not shown his face or sent a text in a week. Left her <laughs> high and dry. Didn't Next thing goodbye. we know, didn't say goodbye. But, but certainly stayed in contact with her aunts. Then he must next- have also stayed in contact with um, Mrs. What's Her Face to buy her house. <laughs> yes. He bought a freaking house. He bought a whole house, but couldn't text the love of his life. He drives her to this home. They barely have talked about what has gone on. In fact, they haven't talked about what has gone on. The only thing he has said is that he baked a cake that reminded him of her. Don't even get me started on that. Do not compare me to a cake. That is so stupid. (laughs) Then they get to the house and he gives this like grand 
proposal. And at first I was horrified because he had bought the house for them. And I was like, this is outrageous. He bought this house for her without even consulting her. This is so ridiculous. And then he, on top of it, he proposed. Oh my gosh. Pulled out a box with a ring. My soul left my body. I was like, this is horrible. They have kissed one time for five minutes. He also proposed with a sapphire ring, which is great. What if she didn't want a color gemstone? You don't know what she wants. You've yeah. never had a conversation about anything. Anything. Oh, it was terrible. It was, oh my gosh. I was texting Lisa the whole time, like ready to explode. I was like shaking with rage. It was so it was, ridiculous. It was all caps. It was like, wait. And then another text. He bought a house. And then another text. <laughs> he proposed. And then another text. They've only kissed once. <laughs> well, one kiss does mean forever. And I think That's in true. that one kiss, in the one kiss you transfer, you like mind meld. Like, so everything she ever wants. So he's like, I know you want a sapphire ring and I shall buy this house. Like that's how the one kiss works, apparently. I told Dory, oh, I was like, what happens when it's that, you know, special time and they're getting down to business and he's like smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> I said, now what? You're in, in this house. You got an engagement ring. You're stuck. There's some things you need to work out before you accept proposals. But to each their own. Maybe she saw that. I mean, she was like, yeah. Oh, I get the house. Okay. I can put up with a lot for that house. I mean, maybe knows, she can have a bow. And it was bizarre. <laughs> It was bizarre. It, I, I was like, I, this is an epilogue. Like the, the last, what was right. it, like a chapter or something? I was like, this should say epilogue like one year later. Like yes. I don't understand this yes. at all. Yes. Um, as long right. as he talked to her during that year. I think <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. he didn't just right. show up and he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> right. they, they did a long distance relationship for a year. And then this is the epilogue. Yeah. But well, so um, the thing about this book is that it's part of a series. I don't know if you were all aware of that. <laughs> yes. I was unaware. Wow. Um, yes, and I'm so, very aware. Okay, so it's part of a series, and I'm a weird person. Um, so I get these emails that tell me when there are free Kindle books every day, and I sometimes just randomly buy them. And I realized that I'd bought two more in the series. <laughs> I'm going to need you to come back. We don't even have to tie it in with the movie. I just need you to come back and tell me about these other ones. I'm in. So it was, so I bought, so it was, I, I read both of them. Yes. Um, <gasps> yeah. But they both end with like, I have known you a week. Let's get married. Proposals. Oh and I was like, what is happening? Why is this a thing in this town? Something's going on in Crooked Corner. Something is in the water. Yes. You know, the thing yeah. is, the, the other two, you know, they're not by Jessica Gilmore. They're the two that I read are by somebody else. Um, you know, and because they're it's like a weird spider web of like the the baking ones are like there's like five of them, but each of those have like 
secondary and tertiary books from that. Mm. It's very weird. Um, like I, you need like a, a map to figure out how these are all related, but they all take place in Marietta, Montana. That's, I'm weirdly invested. And now I want to yeah. know more. Yeah. So, so, so I, I did, I read the, they like talk about some of the other bachelors. So one of the one, the, the one I read was about this woman who helped teach one of the other bachelors who was a cowboy, a hurt cowboy, how to uh, bake. What's Yay. with the baking? Well, because it was the same. It's for the same bachelor bake off. Oh, oh yeah. Lord, have mercy like, on my soul. Yeah, they have a cowboy. So somebody yeah. else got run over and killed and they have to build another house? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the it's same, same bake off. It's the same bake off. And so, oh, from a different point of view. And they wanted it to be bachelors because those ranchers get all, all lonely up in those ranches all by themselves. So they need social networks. So they Listen, come into the bachelor yeah. make off so they can meet people. Get some high speed internet and you won't be well, alone. Yes. But but the yeah, it's a it's a cowboy who who got injured on the rodeo and came home to Marietta and is roped into he is the one that is put up by Harry of Harry's house parents did you mean to say <gasps> roped into because i'm really excited that you said that. <laughs> i no didn't but i see it now okay <laughs> okay i seriously i'm weirdly invested and uh, you know <laughs> because it made me laugh in the movie when at the beginning because in the book it's her brother that can't that can't be in the bake-off he's on tour with their parents and he's like ah, i'm not coming back whatever figure it out and that's how she wrote zach in but in the in the movie it cracks me up even on this last rewatch when that guy comes in he's like well i've asked jenny lee to go on a date and i don't want to bake for anybody else but jenny lee <laughs> like he's just so goofy <laughs> just bake a well, cake it, dude just I love it but Thank also, I was I was actually thinking about this while rewatching the movie. It was the movie and the book seem to have different definitions of what a bachelor is? Yeah, because in the movie, a bachelor is somebody who is not married or dating. Like yeah. they are real alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the in the in the book i think it seems like they can be dating because every single one of them seems to be dating well that's the thing is because like okay so in the movie like you get when you do the bachelor bake-off yeah they bid but they bid for the bachelor in the movie but that is not something they do in the book they just bid for the 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 baked good right so they're getting all the goods in the movie so they they kind of can't have a steady person if they're going on a date and i think that's why our you know cutie blonde in the beginning is like i kind of uh, unless Jenny Lee fronts all this money, I don't want to go on a date with anybody else because I'm. If that's yeah. part of it, Harry, nobody's saying you have to get down and dirty. You just go to the like <laughs> movies and eat some brownies. But they probably Security, already kissed. One kiss means forever. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not right. How they do the it book. in Crooked Corner. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the book, it's a multi weekend like where they have like rounds. That. I did. That was cute. Where they have rounds, like it's cookies, and then it's. Like they start off with cookies and then they go pies and then the last one is cake. It's like it's like a British Bake Off where they have their rounds. So that, that was kind of fun. So we've talked. I was going to ask you guys which, but I'm not going to ask now because I already know the answer. I was going to ask you just which ending did you prefer? Because, <laughs> but I already know the answer to it. 
Why? Why wouldn't you ask? <laughs> but y'all, the ending of the movie, when those crowds part, I know, and there's tiny baby Tyler Hines with his little suit on. You know what it reminded me of? It really. Every time I watch it, it reminds me of that scene in Pretty in Pink when she's at the prom and she's looking around and she's like upset, you know, upset. And the crowd parts and there's Ducky. And I'm still mad to this day <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2021 that she did not pick Ducky. A, a I cannot believe Agreed. Agreed. that she picks Blaine. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole yeah. nother time. <laughs> I feel like there is there is a certain segment of people where it's like if you, if you're if you're team ducky you're you're right. <laughs> there is no way they would have stayed together her and Blake. No way. No way. No way. No. And even if they meant to get married like actually did get married you know he would have cheated yeah. on her like a yeah. hundred and you know Blaine times. would have gone to San Francisco without texting her for a week <laughs> exactly <laughs> for sure exactly that's the kind of shit he would have pulled True. without question but that's what that scene reminds me of and it gets me every time and you know it's going to be him and you know that he's the one that's bidding I on know. her you know, but it doesn't matter it still works and every time the little crowd parts and he's standing there they're smiling at each other I love it it I makes know. me think of um, Notting Hill when he's like, Horse and Hound magazine. <laughs> oh, <the laughs> no longer best. are you going to stay in London? And she's like, I love you. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes ever. Yes. Pretty great. I love it. Okay. So I'm nervous to ask, but I'm going to ask anyways, because we're, we're at the end here. I'm uh, two questions away. So Dory, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Is there anything from the book <laughs> that you wish had been in the movie or vice versa? There's nothing from the book <laughs> that I wish was in the movie. There's nothing. But, <laughs> and there's plenty from the movie that I wish was in the book. Mm. But can we talk about how the biggest thing that was not really in the book is the freaking Bake Off? <laughs> yeah. There's no Bake Off. It's barely in the book. There's no Bake Off, guys. They don't bake. We just learned that he came in third and that's the end of that. That's it. There's no freaking Bake Off. Isn't the isn't the word baking in the title of this book? Mm -hmm. For keeps. Well, I, I will say he they do do a lot of baking. It's just not at the Bake Off because they practice every day. Yeah, <laughs> they do practice every day. That's too much baking. And the it's payoff is nothing. But the payoff is nothing. Like, I wish I would have rather had no baking all of those days and then an actual freaking bake off like the title says. Yes. I don't know. I was yeah. just kind of like this. This is I kept waiting for the scene, <laughs> the bake off that they're they've been prepping for for this entire freaking book. It didn't exist. Well, she videotaped they drove him. to the house and he got and got engaged. She videotaped tapes him while he's baking the cake but it's like hard to notice because she's mad at him and you're mad that he's like there and didn't talk to her too but then like he like bakes his cake and then he's like I'm taking you somewhere and it's crazy I'm so I'm I glad agree. he got third place with that apple cake man if you're gonna bake a cake for me make it chocolate <laughs> um, I, I feel that way about the movie too as well like I'm sorry vanilla cake with vanilla icing why? 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 
Unless I it's mean, funfetti. No. Yeah, if you're going to start off, then fine. You start with vanilla, vanilla, you learn the basics, fine. But if you're standing there telling me that as I'm looking at you, like, I want to make something that reminds me of you, and you bring out a white cake with white frosting. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we are literally I, never speaking again. Then <laughs> I'm done. You don't oh, know me man. at all. Okay. Oh, man. Hannah, anything yes. from either that you wish was in either? I mean, I, I, I agree with Dory in that there's you know just just make the the movie into the book and then you're you're much better um i the one thing i feel like i missed specifically in the book was the real relationship that ty and zach have mm-hmm. like they they don't have to bond over their shared trauma. They bond over their love of tech and it's just sweeter mm. in the, yeah. like, it, it, you know, he's just mentoring this kid cause the kid is there and needs a mentor and like, doesn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> and he like sees himself in him and it's yeah. really, and it really was, sweet. Yeah. I totally agreed. agree. Yeah, which is the same as the book, but without the poverty and the alcoholic mom and the like <laughs> dementia. Like they recognize each other and I I yes. Yeah. It's nice in the movie. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the poverty. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make fun of poverty because you know, look, I was broke as a joke growing up. I'm just saying like yeah, you're right. We don't have to have all this trauma. It was still sweet and they still connected and they still recognized like kindred, you know, souls within each other, you know, just just based on, you know, their mutual interests and like, I hey, know. I was like you as a kid. And it was it was it was very sweet in the movie. And I really it's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. So, Katie, what about you? There's only one line from the book that I wish was in the movie. And this is a little bit too. uh I guess like saucy for what we use as in Hallmark Channel is Aunt Priscilla says of the possibilities of a long distance romance when they're like when they're considering dating each other. She goes, you could see Zach's face every day thanks to the Internet and other bits, too, according to the news. <laughs> I mean, get it, Priscilla. Get it, Priscilla. But Priscilla that's like, with the OnlyFans account. She's like, <laughs> That's how, they stay, that's how they stay uh, in. <laughs> that's how they stay solvent at Crooked Corner is their only fans account. <laughs> what did they do in that second kitchen? Um, <laughs> uh, but I just kind of like I, I want to just agree and piggyback a little bit on the the, the shared trauma. The, I think one of the reasons that I love falling the falling for you just like as a movie and one of the reasons it's my favorite Hallmark movie is because. In so many romance novels, there's there's always the the private like thoughts that we hear from either party of like I am too broken and too damaged. I am like the Bridgerton Duke 
that mm-hmm. to love and I'm I'm protecting you by not loving you, you know? And then she's always like, you know, the one that saves him. Then there's always, it's always unhealthy and there's always high drama and the high drama is what brings them together. And what I like about Falling For You is it's two people who are attracted to each other, who can talk about their feelings and they just like it. Yeah. And they can talk about it and exist together. And there's no other boyfriend. There's no, I'm too, I'm not good enough for you. It's just, hey, I think you're cool. We've got some things to work through. Great. Let's talk about it. Done. Right. Plus a great kiss. So <laughs> that's why I think that all movies should be falling for me. <laughs> yeah. Or at least just adapt that because like, I th- are, can we like be over like being in, like being in love with men who treat us poorly? Like I'm just, I think that would be great. I agree a hundred percent. And like the way he speaks to her in this movie is just, I mean, it's everything, right? Mwah. He's so encouraging and so supportive and I really like that even at the beginning when he's like curmudgeonly quote unquote like you can tell he really gets a kick out of her like he just thinks she's fun and funny like when he when she storms into his office and is like oh you're doing this bake off like you're taking my funding you're doing this bake off for me he doesn't want to do it but he's also kind of laughing at her audacity and like he just likes her and like gets a kick out of her and that is so I totally agree like they just they like each other and it's not high drama and you know they hate each other first and no there's none of that I like that too yeah or deception right (laughs) or ghosting <laughs> Condescension, you know. But mm-hmm. in because in the book, it's a lot of talk about. Well, he's not staying. He's not staying. He's not staying. I can't get involved. He's not staying. And he even himself, he's like, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. It's it, it, it does. It gets exhausting. Um, because in the movie, there really isn't any of that. You know, like, well, I can't get involved because I'm not staying. They don't really touch on that. They're just like, hey, we like each other. We're within driving distance of each other. It doesn't really have to come up. Like, there's not like, you know, wh- wherever she's at is within driving distance of Boston, because at some point when Zach comes to say, hey, in the movie, he says, I have to go. I have to make this pitch. I have to go back. And she's disappointed, obviously. She's like, what about the Bake Off? And he's like, I, I can't be here for it. And I, I guess it's the next day, because what I think yeah. is funny is she drives to Boston herself and does the audition and then comes back for the Bake Off. And I'm like. He has to go to Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Is that where he goes? Okay. Cause I'm yeah. like, what is, what, you know, but I'm saying she leaves and she drives to Boston for her audition. Cause that's where that is. And I'm like, look, everybody has to go somewhere. Everybody has to do their thing. But I like that it's not made into this big dramatic. Um, we can't be together because of distance. They right. just strip that out automatically. They just know they like each other and you know, they're willing to figure it out. Yeah. So, for me, I'm just going to say this. I because I think in the movie Taylor Cole and Tyler Hines have tremendous chemistry and they just mm-hmm. play off of each other so well and that's basically why the movie works so well. Mm-hmm. Is as much as it was kind of as much as we didn't like the reason for the side bet in the book, the side bet and the fact if and the ants teaching them both to bake, I bet those scenes between those two would have been really fun because of all the banter and all the playing off each other. Because in the book, it is, to me, it was kind of cute when the ants were teaching them and they felt like they were in high school, like the teachers up front and they were like, 
like kind of yeah. slacking off in the back while the ants are like, no, listen, pay attention. And they're like, he, he yeah. got in trouble with the ants, you know, and I think that would have been cute. I mean, I don't know how it would work in the current movie, but I'm just saying that would have been cute. And then for the movie, if I could have pulled anything into the book, it would have been those brothers. Because those brothers <laughs> in the movie cracked me up. Oh my gosh, they are so funny. They are so really good. good. And the Bake Off, and they're like throwing each other and reminding each other. They're like throwing each other measuring spoons and like, don't so forget the cinnamon. Yeah. And their mom. And their their mom wins the date with both of them. <laughs> like, it was the most mom moment I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, of yeah. course she did. <laughs> I know I'm going to alienate a lot of people and I'm going to go ahead and say I'm sorry in advance, but that's a mom of only boys. <laughs> because moms who have daughters will be like you're on your own dude <laughs> or she would have been like I gave money to that cute guy over there so yeah. you can have a date with him right yeah as yeah. opposed to moms with, that only have sons that's a very different boy moms <laughs> Look, don't come at me I'm telling you you know it you know you're different <laughs> you know you're different you know you know it's different so all right last question i think we all know the answer but i'm gonna do it officially so hannah which was better for you oh it's i mean that's the movie (laughs) (laughs) and and i say that as somebody who did read three of these books already (laughs) (laughs) yeah i somehow i got very invested in people that i don't like <laughs> yeah i can see that now i want to know more about them i'm seriously i'm like i'm invested as well so i know um, i'm like tell me more about this cowboy geez do i have to download this man uh no i can share it <laughs> nice. don't do it katie book or movie Oh, wow. Such a such a hard decision. Um, Definitely the movie. Again, it's my favorite. And like Dory had it right, like Taylor Cole, Tyler Hines, you kind of really can't get any better than that, in my opinion. They're like the two faves. Um, I don't even have anything else to say other than if you guys don't listen to our podcast, which we'll tell you about maybe later. It's like our very first number 10 on the kiss meter so if that means anything to you if you want to see a great kiss and not just read about something watch this movie (laughs) yes he's a face grabber which is good okay dory (laughs) yes book or movie i I don't know why i'm asking but yeah why are you asking Um, (laughs) i'm like i've got the text to prove it (laughs) (laughs) um movie for sure without question every day of the week yeah. 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 But there is something I forgot to mention that I would love to discuss with you guys that was Ooh. in the book. It was just one line, but I haven't stopped thinking about it. And do you guys remember that she offhand mentions, Lacey mentions that her grandmother was a mail order bride? <gasps> and they just she just says it like <laughs> just throws it out there when they're heading to the whatever the ranch I, I do remember that and i tried like i tried to kind of squash any sort of what and then i was just like sarah plain and tall sarah plain and tall that's what it was that's how i'm gonna make sure that this story goes it was sarah plain and tall <laughs> ladies 
I have not stopped thinking about this line. I she just throws out to this gentleman when she is talking about the history of her family that her grandmother was a mail order bride, and we know nothing more about that. And I would like to know more. I was shocked to hear that. I was not expecting it. Like I, that's not something I've read in, in ever probably. And um, it was a lot. So I just had to say it because I literally have not stopped thinking about it. Like Girl. her grandmother was a mail order bride. Okay. Write some fan fiction about it. Yes. Yeah, so oh, perhaps fan fiction about good old Nana Hemingway. What is her name? Hathaway. What are their names? Hathaway. Hathaway. Mail order bride. Mail order bride to the frontier. It just really shocked me. So, um, yeah. Just wanted to flag that. <laughs> well, just be aware of that. Uh, I'm with you guys. I'm gonna vote for Tyler Hines sweaters. Yes. Yeah, this Amen. is a, this is a good sweater movie. Like the, the sweater game is is very. I think this we talked about it in our episode on this of like it all, gets all elevated. The people in sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets elevated. The bar was raised in this movie because before they, you know, you had a cow neck here and there, but they didn't really pay attention. And then all of a sudden they started paying attention, and I'm like, it's due to this movie. So yeah. good for you. Good for you. Falling for you. You know, we uh, didn't ever really talk about how, like, the change of the seasons, which I think really totally changes the story. Like, agree. going, the movie is in fall, and the book is in like after Christmas, winter time. Oh, and yeah, you just yeah, get you get different stuff. And Hannah, yeah, I kind of talk about this sometimes, where sometimes after Christmas, the winter activities are just not all that interesting, but the fall activities are. And then you get yeah. sweaters and not coats, so it's right. like win-win. Yeah. Yes. It fit much better in fall. And they also yeah. have kind of a scary winter scene where they're, I don't know, sledding and there's a crash and like she's hurt. And that's also where they have their first kiss because they then go skating. Like it's a lot that that winter montage that they have yeah, is quite a lot. Their kiss scene in the book was a little uncomfortable. I was like, are you in public or are you not in public? I cannot quite tell mm. because it is possible you're like behind a tree and right. like yeah. making out to a level that is inappropriate. Right. <laughs> right. They did yeah. make it sound like they were in the woods, but also in public. And I yeah. was so confused. <laughs> They right. like skated behind some trees, but I'm like, you skated behind some trees, but you're also in public. I just didn't understand. It sounds like Candyland or something. I know. But, but the other thing is, like, they say, as you've said, Dory, a few times, they kiss for five minutes. Five like, minutes. Like, that is a very long time. She's very specific. She says five yeah. minutes and it, like, right. changed her life. She's, she'll never be the same again. But, but, like, when you're thinking about, like, how long you normally kiss somebody just in like full view in the- of public yes five minutes that's not really? acceptable in winter in montana why are they not stuck to- that's probably why it was they were stuck together and it took them four and a half minutes to get fried apart crazy that was crazy kids in their trees Jeez. i don't think i really caught on to the five minute thing Oh, she says it specifically, yeah. And yeah. I'm just... and I didn't catch look, it either. Look, this... Listen. <laughs> let's just be real. 
You can do a lot in five minutes. And you're telling me you're only kissing and you got that little wooden cabin there with all the sleds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's why the movie kiss is so far superior. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she brings him back and she, instead Mm. of having the interrupted kiss, she brings him back and she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make it was too good. Uh, Which is boss. I love it. Such a good, such a good moment. So good. I always rewind it a few times. (laughs) I know. It's just the best. They have such great chemistry and it's like, they really do. You know. They got some and they couldn't have picked a better scene with that bridge all lit up and they oh. just off to the side and I'm just like, good for you. Yeah. Camera That's guy. one of the best Hallmark dates ever is that lantern walk. It is just, it is beautifully shot. What they talk about is really important and really wonderful and they are just yeah. so lovely together. Like that's one of the best Hallmark dates ever. Again, it doesn't rely on goofiness or like deception. Like I agree with you, Dory. It's just if they ever made like a Hallmark land, like theme park (laughs) (laughs) with a gazebo and ice skating rink, you're going to have that bridge. (laughs) They are. Well, that bridge shows up in a number of different movies. Yeah, we just saw it um, in the other Tyler Hines movie that came yeah. out recently. Sweet with Carolina. The, Sweet Carolina. Same oh. place. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it, 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 that is a, that was, that one was dark. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was sad. And so I was like, I don't know if I can do this. It's like, what is this, a Pixar movie? I'm crying over here. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Right. And this one over here, this was Bill Abbott when he's like, we will have nothing, nothing deep. Yeah. We yeah, will have emotion. no darkness. Yes. Yeah. But it worked because I still I love falling for you. It's one of my favorites. Okay, so Katie and Hannah, if people want to follow you guys, y'all and seriously, if y'all aren't listening to One Kiss uh, means forever, get on that. I don't. I mean, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) (laughs) The kiss meter alone is worth it. Come on, (laughs) y'all. So if people want to follow you guys online, yeah. We have uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. One kiss means forever where we use the number for one and four. Uh, just, yes. you know, because I, I don't remember why it's Character been a while life. since we set them up. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, we also have uh, our email address is one kiss means forever at Gmail, all spelled out. And, you know, yeah, we you can find we- our podcast. Yeah, every two weeks we'll podcast. So, yeah, and we we try to live tweet all of the new Hallmark movies. COVID has helped in that. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you guys. I'm like I've given up. Uh, Although I did, I did live tweet. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be over. But um, we're recording this in May, and um, I did live tweet Good Witch. I'm holding out hope for Good Witch. We have not gotten on that broomstick yet. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done the shows, yeah. but we've been we've been doing the, the movies. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. And Dory, if people want to follow you, where can they find you online? You can follow me at All the Feels Pod on Twitter, All the Feels Podcast on Facebook. And um, you can find us wherever you download your podcasts. We're on a bit of 
uh, we're on a bit of a hiatus now, but we will be back over the summer. So yes. stay tuned. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Fay CO. That's Lisa Fave Co. Or you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at which was better. And you can visit us online at which was better.com. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, retweeting, everything. You guys are awesome. And I very much appreciate it. And um, Hannah, Katie, Dory, thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. This is so fun. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Uh, This was great. Yes. I want to do this again. We have to pick something maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less dark. (laughs) A little little more. I don't think any of us expected that. (laughs) We didn't sign up for that. No, no, I wasn't ready. I was like, okay, so, um, but yes, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and you guys are the best. Thank you, you did thank it. Thank you, we did it. We covered <laughs> baking for keeps, and it will forever be a part of us now. For I'll, you. Ne- I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you guys. All right, bye. Bye. bye.